You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Going to get to Mailbag in just a moment. Thank you so much for sending your Twitter questions at LNDS Patterson, Bengals underscore Sands. Kind of want to continue the injury conversation because as of now, as of when we record this on a Thursday evening, looks like Dax Hill might get his first start. At slot corner. At slot corner. Mm-hmm. What do you think about they that? They didn't need the safety injury to get him on the field. Uh, just took a few slot corner injuries, Jalen Davis and Mike Hilton looking like they may not play both DNPs. Uh, that's the real scary sign because uh, as we talked about, you know, you get the limiteds, you're more like a 50, 50, you get DNPs and can fit in one limited. You're probably under 50% play, chance to play, but you could play cause you got that limited practice in. But uh, yeah, I, I feel good about it. I don't, I don't feel bad about, about this actually this is usually where he played in michigan like at michigan he wasn't a deep safety he was probably greater than 50 percent of the time he was in the slot covering receivers tight ends whatever so i feel like this is actually the easiest way to ease him in uh i guess his first like real snaps was uh i mean he's had snaps here and there but he had to play every down in the browns game on the outside that was not a good situation for him to be in all those guys injured and he had to play outside corner because he's not an outside corner uh but slot corner i could see the reason you want him at safety is i think safety is slightly more valuable position and they're losing jesse bates and not mike hilton so <laughs> you want to play him at safety but uh slot corner i think this is a nice way to get his first start what if dax Hill gets his turnover in this game do you think it would happen fumble or interception i think it's gonna be fumble i'm gonna change I think it so too i don't think brady throws picks which maybe he does, but I I think it's hard to get Brady to throw a mm-hmm. pick like that. Yeah, it, but it would be wild that Dax Hill would get the start slot and then gets forces a turnover or something crazy happens. Maybe it's Cam Taylor Britt helping him and they Ooh, both sack together. fumble. Could you imagine both both uh, rookies coming up big on the defensive side? Like the a few- tag team match where Cam Taylor Britt holds him up and Dax Hill punches the ball out. 
Hey, so far I've been wrong on every single turnover idea. So um, sometimes, and we so were both we, wrong on the on the touchdown the one time we tried to predict that. I know. I'm just gonna stop predicting things. Never mind. But it would be pretty cool because the thing about Cam Taylor Britt, what I like about him is you kind of go back to the Patrick Mahomes kind of air jump. I know a lot of people um, that photo was everywhere. I'm so glad the Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs because I feel like that would have just <laughs> been on social media for for 24 to 30 hours. Non-stop. It would have been on ESPN everywhere. So, you know, definitely getting that one helped. And then you think of the Tennessee game when uh, Henry's running and Cam Taylor Britt helps, you know, get the ball out. So I just I think that uh, it's his time. His time is coming when it comes to turnover, the way he's been playing. So maybe it's a little rookie duo uh, forcing that on Sunday. But uh, but yeah, I am. I'm a little excited to see what he can do. Obviously, I want Mike Hilton to be okay. Hopefully, this is just something to rest him this week, get a bounce back game, come back for the Patriots or the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, uh, and they'll need him more for those games. Although Chris Godwin is typically the slot receiver for the Buccaneers. He doesn't really play outside as much, although he can do it. They like to put him in the slot. That is a tough first draw as Dax Hill. Um, I'm sure they're not just going to feed him to the Wolves, but that's that's just – last week it would have been who, you know? Like, I guess they put people there over time, but probably David Bell. That would be such an easier draw for your first matchup than Chris Godwin. Um, next week they play – next week is the Patriots, right? Mm -hmm. That's Jacoby Myers if he gets another slot start. So that's also not the best, but that's better than Chris Godwin. That would be like a good mid-tier slot receiver first chance. David Bell probably on the lower end and Chris Godwin obviously on the higher end. So that's the one thing that had me uh, slightly concerned is his first NFL action is going to be against Chris Godwin. But other than that, I feel pretty good, pretty good about it. I, I think he'll have a good game. Yeah. Oh, I'm God, like, we've been wrong on predictions, and I just said you'll have a good game. Never mind. We don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we're, gonna, uh, we're not in the business of predicting. That's the next segment. Yeah, that's the next segment when we – and, hey, like I said, I'm 9-4 and four on my predictions, so maybe you should listen to me. Um, we're we're going to go to the mailbag right now. Plenty of great questions. Brady actually says, what player has surprised you the most so far this year? It can either be positive or in a negative way. Brady? Tom? No. <laughs> Why is he asking me? Brady on Twitter. Yeah, watch the film, Tom. I'm not telling yeah. you to look um, for it. You know, fairly tough defense, you know, his quotes <laughs> this week. Um, fairly positive way. I think uh, Ted Karras is better than I thought he would be. Uh, and Jermaine Pratt, even though I was probably his biggest supporter, has been lights out, like better than I thought. Other than that, man. Sam Hubbard, we've talked about that. In a negative way, like this team's played so well recently. Early on, like the very first two weeks, it was kind of B.J. Hill. I was kind of like, oh, I really? wish there was a little bit more to the pass rush here because he's like a $10 million guy now. I was fine with it when he was like a $2 million guy, but now it's like uh, there's more put on your plate when you, when you when you get paid like this. You can no longer just look past this stuff, and he was better at it last year than he was early in the season. But he's come on so strong lately, so I can't complain anymore. Um, well, Collins is like the obvious yeah. <laughs> in a negative way. That's hasn't been good. Um, Joe Mixon early on, but that was to me a lot of the injury. And man, can you think of too many other people that were in a negative way they surprised you? No, honestly, I, I think the the first one is Lyle, but it's really hard when you and I think people would put Joe Mixon in that category, but I think both are battling injuries. So yeah, and Mixon looks better. Collins, he's. 
hopefully next year. <laughs> he's serviceable right now. Yeah, he's serviceable now, and that's enough to get you by. And then maybe next year he plays at a good level. But right now it is serviceable and at times kind of scary to watch. Yeah, and, and Joe has been through so much that he's just he knows how to manage it right now. I did kind of want to bring this up. Uh, we were talking about injuries earlier, and hopefully this is just something I do want to let people know. When a player is on an injury report, it's because they had medical attention during that week, so they do have to report them. Joe's been a full participant in practice every single day, Wednesday and Thursday, but it does look like a right elbow. Um, I would that say was, uh, I don't know if when it could have happened, but I know like the first – they showed him – on the broadcast kind of shaking out his arm. I think it was the second play of the game. Miles Garrett hit him. Um, and maybe it wasn't the second play of the game. That sounds really early. I actually missed the first couple of plays. So it must not have been the, one of those plays. He took a hit and I believe he was shaking his arm. They showed it on the broadcast. So it seems all right. Full participant every day. And uh, I believe after that, he made that insane throw for the touchdown. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. And like I said, you, the NFL teams have to put them on the injury report if you had any medical attention. Um, it's just the NFL rules. But as you mentioned, full participant, that is always good news for number nine. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We'll continue with this one. That Navy guy says, hey, Lindsay, is the Bengals management looking at ways to try and keep coaches Anarumo and Callahan on the staff beyond the season? I will say this. They are coordinators. I selfishly want them to stay on the staff. I would love for Lou to be the defensive coordinator and Brian Callahan to continue to work with quarterback coach Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, to see what this offense can really do in the next few years as we see in this season. But at the same time, they, they are available. They can do whatever they want. It's their decision. If it is an upgrade to a head coach position, the Bengals can't do anything about it. Um, that is a decision that the coordinators will make on their own. If it's behind the scenes, maybe a little more cash, or maybe some people don't want to be a head coach, which these guys have been on interviews before. So I don't know if that's yeah. the uh, that's the idea for them. Uh, but there's really nothing you can do uh, in those situations. If a coordinator wants to go on and move up as a head coach in the NFL, they're going to go do that. And um, the only thing that would keep them here on the staff is if they just wanted to stay. In a coordinator position. It's rare that you get offered the job and stay. Josh McDaniels has done it for the Patriots and <laughs> probably wishes he did that now. And mm -hmm. Dan Quinn did it last year when he got offered the Broncos job and he still just stayed in Dallas. Uh, <clears throat> when you're going to be a first time head coach, it's really hard to turn that down, right? Like that's an upgrade that you don't know if you'll ever get again. You want to take advantage of that opportunity. Look at Eric Bieniemy. If he turned down something and then they just never offered him a job after that, even though he year after year is the offensive coordinator of one of the best offenses in the league, I don't know what he would do. So if you're Brian Callahan or Lou Anarumo, strike when the iron's hot, get, yeah. try your head coaching gig. Like it sucks, but this is kind of the drawback of success. And this is where Zach Taylor's ability to network and bring in high quality talent either from within or from outside will be tested. This is something that Sean McVay's 
been really, really good at getting Brandon Staley after Wade Phillips and then Raheem Morris after that. And, you know, his offensive coordinator is gone every other year, but he's able to maintain success, not this season, but every other year pretty much. So this is the first time that could be tested and we'll see. I think Callahan's more likely to get the job than Anarumo, even though I think Anarumo has been the better coordinator. Um, I just think that they everybody wants these young offensive minds, and Callahan has that leg up. Anarumo has to sell people a little bit more. I know he is a defensive mastermind, but it's tough. You know, D'Amico Ryans would be a head coach if that's all people cared about. I'll say this. If he finds a way to see Patrick Mahomes in the AFC championship game or divisional round or something crazy like that, uh, and he beats him again, I think the AFC West teams are like, you know what? Offensive coordinator or offensive mind. We'll figure it out later. Bring Lou <laughs> over here. Uh, this guy has stopped Patrick Mahomes how many times now? Uh, so that'll be, you know, intriguing and, and fun to watch when it comes to the playoffs. But like you mentioned, if your team's seeing success, this is a great thing for your team because you know you're currently winning. I will say this about Brian Callahan, because if he does go and get that opportunity, opportunity to be a head coach, the front office does really feel good about Dan Pitcher, the quarterback coach. Um, he's obviously, yeah, he's in those rooms with Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan, when it comes to the play calling, the decisions they're making. And obviously there was a report after week five that they're kind of um, the masterminds when it comes to the plays and what we're really seeing when it comes to play calling. And they do feel really strong about him. He's more of a younger guy, but an offensive mind, obviously working with Joe Burrow uh, would be great too. And, and if Joe, agrees and and likes this guy uh if if brian leaves that i feel like they'll be in good hands when it comes from an internal hire if they decide to do that not bring someone from the outside all right let's hit another one let's hit another one oh man all these lou questions i'm sorry guys we, we, we can't we can't keep going into lou let's let's all think about the future right now let's enjoy it uh let's see kevin hillebrand says and I, we know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask you anyways. What is the future of Jackson Carmen? Uh, gone. Yep. There is no future with the Bengals. Nope. Like, at best for him, he collects another year check, uh, game checks next year because they just don't want to take the dead cap of cutting him. But if it's me, I'd cut him after this year. Whatever. Like, I guess you take a little bit of dead cap, but he's not playing. It's just a waste of a spot. The only reason he is on this roster right now is because it would hurt them uh, more when it comes to the cap room and the hit that they would take. He's a healthy scratch every week for a reason. He is not someone that they see a future with. And it's going to be over when the season's over. I don't feel like that's a hot take. I feel very, very good about saying that. Uh, we know, you, you know what a team thinks about you when you are a healthy scratch every single week. Um, I do kind of want to bring up Hakeem Adenogy. He's been out there at times throughout the season, obviously having depth on your offensive line. And I remember when the Bengals drafted him, that Dave Lapham felt really good about his future and what he can be on the offensive line. What have you, what have you liked from him this season? He's really athletic. I think he, when he's finally been able to hone in on one position, well, I guess two positions, but tackle, I feel like it's really benefited him. Um, when he gets in there and he plays real snaps at tackle, it's not to the level of the starters, but he looks like a guy and he has been a guy that has been able to come in and take a couple snaps from Collins when he's injured or Jonah, when he got hurt in the Ravens game and 
kept the ship afloat. Uh, just one more thing on Carmen. Post June 1st release next year, 694,000 in dead cap, 1.3 in savings. I think you can say he is gone. He's going to be designated post June 1st cut. And that was a bad pick. It was. But, but you know, the thing about it is, look, they realized it was a bad pick. And then you go out. And I know a lot of people criticize the Cordell Bolson one, which I feel like he's only going to get better when you think of the offensive line and that pick. And they're like, oh, you're really going to pick him? Why are you picking him? What's he going to do for this offensive line? Can he start now? What about Jackson Carmen? And I think it's okay to admit we got that pick wrong because this team has hit on a lot of picks in free agents lately. You can look around the NFL. It is not easy to do. You don't know what's going to happen in an NFL draft. Feel strong about Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Logan Wilson. Uh, but at the same time, I just it's 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 hard. It's hard to hit those picks, and they've done a really good job of doing that. So I think you can kind of let that slide, but it's a little unfortunate because they did trade back for him. Yeah, they traded out of getting uh, Christian Barmore to get him. And as we all know, they could have gotten Creed Humphrey or <laughs> uh, eventually Trey Smith or whatever, but they got Cordell Wilson the next year. Whatever. Just sayonara. It's whatever. They've been really good lately with all their stuff, so I'm not going to harp on their one miss. Yep, 100%. And the thing about it is they're going to put the best guys out on the field, and um, they realize that Jackson Carmen is not one of their best guys on the offensive line. Great questions, as always. Thank you so much for sending them over on Twitter. We'll have another mailbag next week. Next, we're going to get to previews and predictions. Joe Burrow versus Tom Brady on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.